0: JR. Spear. R. Spear.
1: R. Spear.
0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode on our Daily Career Podcast. And today we have Tammy, and she is the founder and head coach of We Inspire We, an international women-owned leadership and career coaching firm. Tammy and her team of coaches are dedicated to supporting leaders, regardless of their title or tenure, in effort to be the best leaders possible. Her organization is based on the belief that by knowing our inner strengths and desires, anyone can tap. Into their true potential, and become the great leader that is within. Tammy works to empower her clients to take steps they never imagined to amplify their impact on the world around them. With over 20 years of corporate experience in team and individual coaching, marketing and advertising, Tammy brings a creative approach to leadership and career development for individuals and teams alike. Welcome Tammy, thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. I'm excited about having you here more about what you do and how we can de- definitely best serve our audience today. So thank you for being here.
1: Great to be here.
0: Yeah, so the the big question that I always ask everyone when we right after we uh, you know introduce them bring them in is talk about a little bit about what you're doing and why you do what you do.
1: Yeah, I started my business based on the belief that it should be easier. <laughs> Candidly, as I grew up as a leader, um, especially a female leader in a, a very male-dominated world, I, I started adopting other people's behaviors. You know, you we learned by emulation, and it didn't work. It didn't work for me anyways. You know, it, it wasn't, wasn't um, a personality or attitude that I needed to have. So I found that I needed to figure out, you know, core, core principles of leadership and wrap that around me. Um, and so I became very passionate around making sure that other people can have an easier path than what I feel that I had. So my whole business, my whole team of coaches, we're all dedicated to making it easier for people to get to where they want to go professionally and candidly, personally, they go hand in hand.
0: Very cool. So let's, let's dive into your core principles of leadership and what you believe that uh, people should start instilling to help them become a better leader.
1: Yeah. Well, first things first, I always challenge people to think about what gifts and strengths they naturally have. know what are those things that that you inherently are great at without trying and honor those like don't we don't want to hide those we want to allow those to rise to the top um i also encourage people to really tap into and understand what their core values are the more that we are aligned to those things again the easier it is to show up every day and make decisions but at the end of the day i think there's three core principles to be a great leader that we all need to understand and embrace one is to be able to really um Influence people, um, that certainly is, is allowing people to understand what the mission is, what the core vision is, what you're trying to march towards, and allow people to kind of see that and ride along with you. Um, but it's one thing to influence people, it's a whole other thing to inspire them. So once they're influenced, they understand what they're doing, Great. But if they're not totally loving it, then they're not going to give you the best quality work, right? So inspiration comes next. And that varies per individual and how you go about it and how your team needs you to inspire them. But it's about that's where the art comes in for leadership, right? Is understanding how to light the fire for people. And the last thing I think that makes for a great leader, um, I call it efficacy, but it's basically showing up and doing what you say you're going to do. Letting people know that you're in it with them. It doesn't mean you have to do all the deep dive into the weeds all the time, but you need People need to know that they can count on you and rely on you, and they'll give you the same thing back in return.
0: Yeah, those are all definitely key things that I think all of us need to do. So, if you if you don't mind, I would love to dive in some of your strategies or ways that people that leaders can definitely take to influence and influence other people. Because I think that's a huge aspect of leadership is learning to get people to do things that they didn't think were possible. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, coming, coming from a military background. You know, we, we definitely have ways of influencing other Marines or sailors that come in and be able to adapt to make one whole unit to be able to complete one mission at, at a time. So I'm always intrigued by what people's thoughts and even strategies of, of what they do to implement. But when you're working with someone and you're trying to help them become a better leader and learning to show them on how they can influence their team, their clients, whatever it may be. How would you go about teaching that and what should people start implementing to become a better influencer?
1: Yeah, and and you know, kind of why I use that as the first principle is because that's really mission critical and kind of core to moving people forward, and that really is the base definition of the word leadership is moving things forward, right? So to influence, I think people come in and we think the word influence as a leader means that we have power and authority. And we can just tell people what to do. At least that was what I started. <laughs> I started out, right? It's like, oh, I'm your boss. You have to do it. Well, that's not necessarily true, right? So, so part of it is really understanding what it is that you're trying to achieve and why. And the why is really the powerful part of it, right? And that's where you get the buy-in for people around you. And if they don't have that buy-in, they might begrudgingly do the work, right? But again, you're not going to get the best quality output or you're not going to get people excited and, and, and moving forward in the way that you want them to. So it's really about understanding the why behind and, and able to effectively communicate that, to get people bought in, uh, feel like they're on a unified mission and that they're, you know, instrumental to the success of that mission. And once those things happen, then kind of magic starts to happen and people get more and more into it. That's where you, innovation and creativity, collaboration, other things really come into play.
0: Yeah, you said a key word uh, that I want to tap into a little bit because I feel like it's it's something that a lot of listeners or a lot of leaders or a lot of people struggle with. And ultimately, it affects the environment that people are in and its communication. So when it comes mm-hmm. to influencing people, you, you mentioned just now that people need to know how to communicate uh, with, with other people in an effective way. And I, I know, I know personally that I can talk on communication all day because it's a, it's it's a skill set that people struggle with, whether it comes from sales or when it comes from leading a team, or it comes to even just in personal relationships that people don't do very well at. And I have learned to adapt the saying that the way that you respond is everything. And that, and that, Holds so true because a lot of times and you know a lot of people that call themselves leaders in a way uh from from my experience is they react off of emotion versus <laughs> logic in the time that they're in and if you're leading you can't really react off of emotion because then other people are going to respond the way that the way you do with that so let's uh let's tap a little bit into communication and some strategies that you do or best practices that you would teach on how to better communicate with team and uh, also how to better communicate with, you know, just in, in an everyday personal life?
1: Yeah. Um, I think the number one rule, and there's a couple of things I want to add to this, but the number one rule for great communication is expectation setting. And that's something that I miss um, constantly every day. We, we make a lot of assumptions about what people know or don't know, um, or assume that they understand when they don't necessarily. Um, Brene Brown actually has a really great Chapter in her new book Atlas of the Heart about that, and she calls it stealthy expectations when we assume people know but they don't. We've never actually told them. Um, a great example is, you know, the husband taking out the trash. He didn't do it. Well, why not? I didn't tell him to, or tell him that I was expected to, right? So, um, there, there's expectation setting is really the number one most important thing when it comes to communication, and that goes both ways. So it's not just me sharing what it is that I need you to do or what I, what is I want you to get on board with and how I see it happening. I also need you to tell me back, right? Like, do you get that? Do you have a better idea? Is there another way to go about doing it, et cetera? So expectations really need to be set forth and managed. And I think if people can really embrace that philosophy, then communication becomes super easy, right? Because everybody's on the same page and you're really understanding what what is and isn't or what could and couldn't be. I will layer into that though, um, emotional intelligence right? Like sometimes we we can lay expectations out in a very direct and candid way, right? Like here's the thing. I need it done by Friday. I need to see these three things in it go. <laughs> but sometimes people need a softer glove or they need to understand why they've been chosen for that thing or what the value they personally are going to be able to add versus somebody else doing it. So you have to really understand your, your awareness of yourself, how you're delivering the message and their awareness of how they're on how they're receiving your message, right? And as those things connect together, it makes it so much easier to communicate, even on difficult conversations.
0: Yeah, so there's, there's a process that I created uh, a long time ago for my coaching clients. And they're essentially four non-negotiable things that uh, entrepreneurs should be doing every day to help them build and grow their business. And it's called your daily pile. And it stands for producing daily content. Uh, I is improving your products and service and customer experience. Uh, L is leadership. And I come I hit on three components, which is, yourself, your team, and your clients. And then the E is expanding your network. So we need to every day to be able to grow our network. But from from the, the topic that we're hitting on right now on the leadership, I would love to hear what you're saying. Because I, I I would I would assume that you would agree that people need to learn how to lead themselves every day or or at least a portion. They need to learn how to lead their team and they need to learn how to lead their clients. So yeah. when it comes to leading yourself, actually if, if we can hit on all three components I'd love to get your take on that. And expectations is so true. I teach on that all the time. But when it comes to leading yourself, what do you have any type of routines or rituals that you suggest for people or ways to better self-improve who we are as individuals and leaders? What would that be? And uh if you mind tapping into that.
1: Yeah, it, you know, candidly, I, I joke with my clients all the time that half of the puzzle is awareness. Um, and the way that I coach and my my core beliefs in coaching is that um, you know we all need to be more conscious and aware of how we're showing up or how we want to show up. So it's a lot of internal work and thinking around or understanding around our thoughts, our feelings and our actions, and those things all work hand in hand to how we show up, how we behave or how we don't behave. Um, So I think, you know, as a leader to really be able to lead yourself forward, first and foremost, you need to understand what's going on inside, what motivates you, what inspires you, where your fears are, what might be um, in the way of your success. Um, What are some things that, you know, you procrastinate on that are really depleting to you? Or what are things that really fill you up? And then start being really thoughtful and intentional about where you're spending your time, what you're delegating, if you can, right? What you can outsource, uh, or maybe you just don't do it all. It's not the right thing for you. The more you're aware of that, and I would say, the more choice thing that you have. We don't always have the best options with choice, right? But we always have choice. So when this things in front of us, and once we understand how we're feeling, thinking, behaving around it then we can say, okay, now what do I want to do with this? Right. So if I want to, if I want to move this thing forward, what are a couple steps I can take or where, what do I, you know, where can I go with this in the long run and kind of getting into those, those um, that alignment, if you will, to, to what's going on inside of you first.
0: Yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned this, uh, this word delegation because I, uh, I had a couple of clients talk to me yesterday during, during a group coaching call and they're like, Hey, when, first off, when is it the right time to delegate certain things and you know I have my answers of what what I would what I would do but it was all over the place and I was actually kind of surprised they were like hey when when should I start delegating or when should I start hiring help with what I do and uh, do you have a process for that or what is your response
1: Yeah I think so it's always a hard thing too especially as a leader and when you're You're owning everything, especially as a small business owner. It's really hard to let go of those things. I struggle with it myself. Um, One of the questions I I suggest people ask themselves is, is this the most valuable use of my time? Is this something that if I do it, it's because it's going to add the most impact and bang for the buck? is there someone else better suited for it that I have access and resources available to, to get them involved? So you have to ask those kinds of questions. Um, if you do have a team, it's, then the question is, is this someone skilled in this or is this an opportunity for me to teach them so that they can be skilled and take it off of my plate in the future? So there's kind of like short-term questions and long-term questions of making those decisions, but it's really at the end of the day, is this the most valuable thing for me to be doing? And if I'm doing something else, is that going to equate to better business or greater success?
0: Yeah, the the two big question. Now that you hit on that, the two big things that they hit on is it the right time on when they do it, and uh, and financially, is it the right thing to be able to do? So, you're like, okay, some some answers were no. You you need to delegate as fast as you can, and some people said you need to wait until you get to a certain point in your business before you do it. And I look at delegation and bringing on team members, not necessarily as an expense in my bottom line, but more as an investment, because essentially mm-hmm. when you bring on extra help, yes, it's out money out of pocket, but you're investing in that person so you can focus on the things that the core aspects that you're great at, and you can expand a lot better. What's your thoughts on that?
1: I, I couldn't agree more. I think it goes back to that same question, right? You know, if I'm spending my time on X, is that allowing the business to grow or the goals that we're working towards be achievable. Um, So if you're bringing other people in, it's allowing that exponential effect, right? That impact of what you're trying to work towards. So yes, it's going to cost you money, but the ultimate decision-making of bringing somebody in is, is that going to add the greater value or get us to that, that goal faster or get us to that goal in a better way? And if the answer is yes, then it's the right time to bring them in.
0: Awesome. Well, a lot of people hit on the aspect of leadership from a CEO standpoint to just leading their team, but I also look at the aspect of leading your clients. How would you, how would you, um, like kind of direct your, your clients in a way, your clients in a way to lead their clients well? Is there an onboarding process or system that you like to teach? Is there systems and processes that you like them to follow? Or what, what are some guidance that you would kind of lead the audience through?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I go back to my my last my prior career in advertising. It was the, you know service based industry, and I was in account management. So that's all I did every day was manage clients and lead clients. And there was always this balance of well, you're the client, you're the boss, right? You're buy you're buying the thing. But also, you're hiring me or our company to do the service for you that you can't do or don't want to do yourself. So there's a there's a blend right, in understanding how to approach those situations. I think when it comes to leading clients, part of it is, of course, the relationship. You have to build trust first and foremost. But at the end of the day, you have to remind yourself, yes, they have things they're buying from you, but they're buying it from you for a reason. So there's there's a point of view. There's strategy. There's things that you bring to the table that they don't have. And so it's, it's making sure you know that time and the place, to, when to have that point of view, when to kind of really challenge a situation or push an opportunity, and when to take a step back and know that that's, you know, that they might be doing the same thing on the other side. Um, so I think, you know, a huge part of it goes back to what we were saying before, expectation setting, you know, the emotional intelligence, understanding when and how to push things. But it's really thinking about them as, you know, partners in the mix that they need you to be as successful and vice versa.
0: Yeah. And the next next thing I want to kind of bring up, which ties into expectations, is the importance of boundaries with team and clients. Let's uh, let's hear what you have to say on boundaries.
1: Yeah, boundaries are um, one of my favorite things to work on with people. And they seem to be the hardest thing for people to, to set into honor, um, because I think there's this sense of of we don't want to let people down. We, especially as small business owners, we, we feel like, you know, kind of have to keep hustling and keep moving to keep everything else going. And so there's sacrifices that can be made along the way. But there's one rule that or a statement, I guess is a better way to say it, that I, it was kind of come into play when it comes to boundaries. And when you think about it, you say, if I'm saying yes to this thing, then I'm saying no to something else, right? So time is the only resource we can't get more of. We can't get it back. So if you say yes to taking on this extra task, or this extra assignment, or working till midnight, whatever night, right, then you're saying no to family time, or no to sleep, or no to time to build more strategy and planning for your business, or whatever that looks like. The same holds true for my clients in the corporate settings. You know, we, we tend to take on more work, more work, more work. And what happens is you get more work, more work, more work. So if you don't have boundaries in place, you kind of become a doormat that people will walk all over. So the faster that you can figure out what those are... And then start to really say, say no or say no and um and communicate that the the better it will be. And that's one big downfall from a boundary setting perspective is we tell ourselves this is our boundary, but we don't tell anybody else. And then it becomes very, very difficult to manage because everyone just expects <laughs> that we'll keep doing the thing that we're doing.
0: Yeah, I struggle with that and I I almost joke in a funny way, but it's really not funny that I'm I'm like a yes man to my clients because I always want to be there for them. And yeah. But exactly what you said, where when we say yes to our clients, we're actually saying no to our family or something else. And it always mm-hmm. affects in that way. So it's like, okay, yeah, I, I'm I'll I'll help you out with this. But in doing so, I'm taking away from playing with my kids or doing dinner yeah. time with my wife and taking that pressure off her plate because she's been with kids all day. And so that's definitely yeah, uh, exactly. right.
1: Like here's here's the thing that's in front of me. I have choice what to do with it. Yes, I can take it on, but then I'm not to your point, can't be there. Uh, or no, I don't, won't take it on. And then this, this will happen. So.
0: Well, it's always the feeling of disappointment. It's like, okay, if you say no to your client, are they going to be disappointed? Or if you say yes, then your family's going to be disappointed or whoever else is on the other end. And oh, right. other, who do I, who do I want to piss off or upset? Uh, yeah, well,
1: the, the funny thing about that is, um, I find in most instances, and this is not always true, right? Some people are really adamant about things happening in a certain time, but in most instances, if someone says, Hey, like I really need this thing, um, you know, working towards this goal, whatever, and you want to help out, but then it means a sacrifice of time with your family saying to them, Hey, I would love to do this for you, but I really have commitment tonight that I'm whatever. Um, you know, can we look at picking it up first thing tomorrow morning? Most people say yes, right? Like most people's deadlines are are ambiguous and can be evolved. So it goes back to, you know, again, that core principle of expectation setting and just having a really open conversation about what's really needed by when.
0: Yeah, I, I struggle with that. And I've I've come to realize that most people have grace and they are willing to be flexible, but we give ourselves a harder time than what we need to do. And yeah. so especially Yeah. So that's that's definitely really good. So if someone was uh, just stepping into a leadership role or they're wanting to start a new business, actually, let's hit on the entrepreneur, the soul, the, the person that's either brand new in their business, just starting out their business and they had know nothing about leadership or how to even get started in that aspect. What would be like the first step or the guidance that you would kind of lead them to?
1: Yeah. You know, being a coach, I'm big into mindfulness and intention settings. So the first conversation I'd want to have is, you know, when you think about again your natural skills and gifts, what, what are those? So, like I said earlier, so we still honor who they are as a person and, and use those to really maximize their potential. And then I would ask them some questions around leaders they look up to. You know, in our lives, we we have leaders in every aspect of our lives, whether it's our parents, how they led us as children, um, you know, people we see on television, presidents of the United States, whatever, there's always leaders around us. And so I would ask them, what do they admire? In those leaders. What are the things when they think of great leaders? What are those qualities and aspects? And then we start digging into, okay, well, if you like, if you think all these things make for great leadership, are any of these ones that you'd want to start to incorporate into your style and are important for you as you kind of have choice in how you show up every day? And then from there, it's you know building the strategies and plans on how to how to integrate those those qualities or whatever the thing the thing is that they're attracted to.
0: Yeah, so true. Like understanding your your vision, the mission that you're on. Is uh, really crucial. And I, I kind of went through this scenario on myself and my business last year where I was like, you know, I I was so focused on sales and really just kind of getting as many clients as I can. And it was doing really well. I like to consider myself at least a decent or pretty good salesperson. But there was a lot of people that I was bringing into my community and my tribe, my world that didn't really serve the vision or the mission that I had. And all it was doing was causing more poison that eventually started to spread. And then I had to do a lot of damage control later. So starting off in the beginning, And like you're saying, understand, being mindful of what your vision is and making sure the people that you bring into your world, your clients, your team, or whoever has influence in what you're building aligns with what your vision and mission is. Because if not, you're going to have a lot of damage control to do later. And I I definitely had to go through that myself and it wasn't easy. Yeah,
1: It's like that old quote, that Yogi Berra quote, right? If you don't know where you're going, how will you get there? Uh, You know, you can someplace totally different. Um, I'm a huge quotes person. I also, my favorite one, I use this in virtually every workshop that I lead, a goal, how to plan is just a wish, right? So it's one thing for you to say, like, I want to, I want to be a very successful business owner. Great. <laughs> how are you going to do that? Right. So yep. breaking it down into, these are the things I want to be as a leader. How can I baby step to get there?
0: Very cool. So the question I ask every single person that comes to my show is what is their creed? Meaning what is the one thing that you're most committed to that you will be resilient, even through the most difficult times showing up every day? giving your best and having the mental and physical discipline to complete your mission. So Tammy, if you can kind of explain that, what is your creed? It kind
1: of just goes to the basis of how I started my business and what I mentioned earlier, my creed is to make leadership more approachable and, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for more, um, easy, right? Make it easier for people to get there. We're all leaders, right? And no matter if we have the title of VP or we're an individual contributor, we're all leaders. And the faster we can embrace that concept, the easier life becomes. So my passion, my heart, my creed, everything is about helping people see the potential within them to make a a positive impact on the world around them. And I like to think about it as a ripple effect. And actually, the tagline for my company is uh, inspiring leaders, amplifying impact. Because one person who has realized how to be a you know, the best version of themselves is going to impact everybody around them to see this example of someone that's really living the life that they want to live and showing up the way that they want to. And I don't mean that gives you permission <laughs> to kind of come at it and be a jerk or whatever there is to it, but you know, it's allowing you to take that that positive impact. So, simply put, my my creed, my philosophy is that we're all leaders, and I am dedicated, committed to helping people become the best version of that as possible.
0: Very cool, and I love the quote that you just said. inspiring leaders amplify impact. I mean, that's that uh, aligns perfectly with what I what I teach when I preach. And you just put it in very simple words that uh, definitely touched me. And I was like, oh wow, that's a really cool. <laughs> cool. The actor
1: in me, I came
0: up with that. I was like, "Yes." Yeah, no, that that was that was really really cool. I love that. So, very cool. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today and for all you listeners out there. I'm going to drop all of her contact information in the show notes so that way if you guys want to get in touch with Tammy, if you guys are a corporation or you got a team or you got clients and you want to know how to amplify and be a better leader to make a bigger impact, Tammy is your girl. You definitely need to reach out to her and start communicating with her and see how you can elevate yourself, become a better leader. She has an amazing team of people that can definitely help you get to where you want to go. So that way you can be an inspiring leader and amplify impact. So Tammy, thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. You definitely gave a lot of great content and information. And until next time, super Thank you for listening to the Daily Creed Podcast Show with J.R. Spear. If you want to get more leads and grow your business, head over to fitprofunnels.com to get your free gift today. That's fitprofunnels.com. And to connect with JR online, check them out on Facebook at jr.spear.3. Or feel free to join the Facebook group at FitProFunnels. And you can also find them on Instagram at jr.spear.